0: Happy weekend and welcome into another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. And in this episode, I will be joined by a special guest, a recurring guest that uh, a lot of you avid listeners have heard before, Mark Trunk. Uh, Mark, welcome into another edition of Big A Sports Show.
1: Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Yes, uh, of course. And in this episode, we will be going over the super wildcard weekend games in the NFL. So there are three games per day and it all kicks off on Saturday, which is tomorrow, uh, the ninth, and then it'll go to the, the January 10th on Sunday. So the first game tomorrow on Saturday is Colts at bills and the, Early look at that one as far as records, things like that. Uh, breaking that down uh, before we get into the other stuff we want to talk about for it. So the Indianapolis Colts ended their season with an 11-5 record. And they finished second in their division. So they got a wild card uh, berth into the playoffs. And then the Buffalo Bills, 13-3, first in the AFC East Uh led by Josh Allen at quarterback, he's been kind of in the MVP conversation although uh that has kind of I guess lost its steam a little bit because Aaron Rodgers for the Packers should win the MVP award. Uh Patrick Mahomes too for the Chiefs is in that in the race for it too, uh the MVP award, but it should go to Rodgers. Nothing's official yet, but that's kind of the way it looks at this moment, but Even still, Josh Allen has had a really good season throwing for 37 touchdowns, and I believe that's not even counting his rushing touchdowns, too. Uh, So you add those up, and he should be over 40 touchdowns. Uh, And even if it's not counting his – or even if it is counting his rushing touchdowns, still 37 touchdowns on the season is a very good season, and uh, he's played really well. And then uh, Stephon Diggs also over 1,000 yards in the receiving game. Uh, one of the leaders in total receiving this year in the NFL, uh, over 120 catches total over the course of the season, eight touchdowns, and uh, the game will be played in Orchard Park, uh, at Bills Stadium at 12:05 p.m. Central Time on CBS, and some of the ranks, uh, I mean just. Kind of summarizing offensively for the Colts, uh, they're in the middle of the pack as far as total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, third down percentage. But points offensively, they're top 10. And then uh, the Bills have a really good offense. Top 10 in four out of the five categories. So they have a really good offense. And then defensively, the Colts, have a good defense. Uh, All you listeners probably know uh, that by now, as far as just watching the NFL over the course of the season, pretty good defense for the Colts. Uh, And then the bills traditionally have a pretty good defense. Sean McDermott, their head coach is a defensive minded head coach. Uh, So they definitely uh, have a pretty good defense. And lately they have been playing well. Their last game of the season, they really did well, uh, especially. So uh, that is the case there the bills uh especially not only are they 13 and 3 but they are they are in a 6 game winning streak so they're playing really well uh have a lot of momentum going in their favor and i believe that they're going to allow some uh amount of fans uh for this one so they're going to uh allow i think it was like some to the effect of 6000 fans at most in the in the uh socially distant kind of setup uh due to covid and everything so there'll be at least somewhat of a, a presence of, of fans. Uh, and the Bills are one of the many uh, teams that really uh, know how to do game day really well, especially. I mean, all all teams know how to do it, but there's kind of a, a, a difference as far as the, those teams that go like really the, the extra mile as far as that goes. And the Bills uh, are one of those teams, that's for sure. So the Bills opened a seven-point favorite. They're currently a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And I talked a lot about the Bills so far, but I also want to talk about a little bit about the Colts. Offensively, Jonathan Taylor, the fantastic running back for them. Uh, he was really good in college, obviously, with the Badgers and has had a really good rookie season. And uh, he's pretty good for them. They have a pretty good uh, rotation of, of running backs that they have, Naeem Hines, in addition to others. Jonathan Taylor had 11 touchdowns this season, so a really good season for him. And then uh, in the receiving game, as uh, in recent years has been leading them in receiving, T.Y. Hilton, the same is true this year. He's really good. Phillip Rivers, pretty good season for him. Uh, I mean, 24 touchdowns, that's all right. I mean, he, he is kind of getting a little bit up there in age, so, uh, so some of the uh, that can come in, into play, although not so good on the interceptions, double-digit interceptions, so – kind of has a tendency to potentially be turnover happy a little bit. Uh, So we'll see what happens there in this game. But the Colts definitely have the kind of game plan you would imagine to potentially give the Bills a run at their money, so to speak, as far as they have a good running back staple and they have a pretty good... Uh, quarterback with with rivers and a really experienced quarterback in that fashion and then they have a good defense so i I would say the most interesting thing going into this game would be the bills defense against philip rivers and kind of that dynamic and then also conversely probably a a little bit more uh on the other side where it's Josh Allen against a really good Colts defense. So, Mark, I'll bring you in now, and you can kind of give your thoughts, and then we will wrap up this game breakdown with kind of a little bit of a prediction on both our ends.
1: Yeah, you you, broke it down pretty good, Adam. Uh, Just some things I'm looking out for. So, when the Bills have the ball, Josh Allen has, uh, like you mentioned, he's – Definitely taking the leap into being a superstar in the league. He has uh, been really good throwing the ball downfield and he's really good at just letting his receivers make plays with uh, Cole Beasley in the slot, John Brown going deep, and then Stephon Diggs all over the field. And uh, the Colts' defense has given up a lot of points to some of the best offenses in the league this year. So I would not be surprised if Buffalo puts up a lot of points on them. they are the, the Colts have been decent at getting interceptions from other quarterbacks, and Josh Allen has gotten a, a little bit better this year with interceptions, but he's still been known to throw some uh, a lot. So that's something to keep out for. And then Buffalo is actually in the bottom half of red zone efficiency this year, so they're going to have to be better in this game, for their sake. And then Indy's usually pretty strong against the run. Buffalo's been average. They still do have a good tandem with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. And um, they're going to want to run it well enough so that way Indy can't just tee off on Josh Allen. And then when the Colts have the ball, they're going to probably try to establish Jonathan Taylor early and get that going and hopefully keep the Bills' offense off the field and play a little ball control. But Phillip Rivers is still going to have to make some plays down the field, maybe you know try to get T.Y. Hilton involved and also Michael Pittman, Jr. Uh, Buffalo is actually pretty good in defending opposing quarterbacks. They're actually not very good in the red zone, so that could be something the Colts can take advantage of. And uh, the def- Colts are definitely going to have to keep scoring touchdowns here with the Bills' high-scoring offense. And um, the Colts have been pretty good at protecting the ball this year. They don't really turn the ball over a lot, but Buffalo has been very good at forcing turnovers. So that'll be uh, kind of a strength versus strength there. But yeah, Adam, I'll let you make your prediction and uh, or make your game pick, and then also if you can give a, a bold prediction for the game.
0: Yeah. So I think although the Colts have the potential to, I would. Safely say, you could probably say if they won, it would be a little bit of an upset as far as uh, the Bills, uh, given the records. I mean, both are really good records, but the Bills have uh, a a couple more wins to their credit on the season uh, than the Colts. Uh, But I still think that the Bills will be able to win. I think it'll be a close game. I think probably score uh, potentially 31 to 24. somewhere around there as far as a ballpark score. I think it'd be one possession game. Uh, potentially, maybe it's a, it's a situation where uh, the bills are up seven and then maybe, maybe at the end, they kick a field goal to make it 10 or something like that. But I think for the most part, it should be uh, a di- differential within the teams as far as score uh single digits. And uh, it should be a good uh, playoff game. I think that the Colts will be ready for it. Uh, they, they've been, uh, kind of a, a team that has a pretty good foundations ever since they brought in Frank Reich, uh, to be their head coach. He's really implemented some nice things. He's an offensive minded coach. And that should be another thing that I wanted to, I want to bring up as far as kind of the chess match between the defensive minded head coach and Sean McDermott, and then the offensive minded head coach and Frank Reich too. Uh, so that'd be something to watch out for as well. Uh, but I think that they've, they've done a pretty nice job, uh, really work in uh, Frank Reich's system with the Colts and have done uh, some, some nice uh, things, but I think that the bills are just too legitimate. They're just really good this season. And I think a little bit, they don't get their due respect because uh, they're not the chiefs type team or, or type team like that led by Patrick Mullins and everything. Uh, the defending champs, uh, but they definitely should deserve a lot of respect. I mean, they've been starting to get it a little bit more and more, uh, but I, I think that they, they're just a legitimate team, and they'll uh, be able to uh, get past the Colts uh, in this one. And I think, although it'll be limited fans, so it won't be as the same as without COVID and, and a bunch of fans, but I think that them being at home, too, will will make a difference as far as the Colts when they play their home games. Uh, they're inside, indoors, and they, they'll have to go outdoors to potentially cold. I don't know what the weather forecast calls for with this one, uh, but, but that will be a factor. Although, I mean, the Colts have played teams in the cold, but, I mean, th- there's a little bit of that where where uh, that that comes into play. My uh, bold prediction, though, I think that uh, Josh Allen will throw for over... 350 yards. I, I think that he'll have a really good day uh, throwing the football and he'll do really well against a, a Colts defense. Uh, but I, I think that it'll be more of the Colts limiting the Bills running backs. And uh, Josh Allen will still have a good day uh, throwing the football. So, Mark, what do you think?
1: Yeah, so I think the Bills should be able to get points and move the ball pretty well and the Colts will probably be able to do that as well so I'm gonna say Bills 34 Colts 27 I think the Bills just have too much talent on both sides of the ball and I think the home field advantage will help them out um, and the my bowl prediction I'm gonna say that Josh Allen is gonna have a couple long touchdown passes probably 30 yards or more he's got a lot of good deep threats and the Colts Give up a lot of big plays in the passing game, so usually most most touchdowns for for quarterbacks happen you know, in the red zone and inside the ten yard line. But I think he's gonna have a couple of long touchdown passes.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, that that should be a good game to kind of kick off the happenings on Saturday for Super Wild Card Weekend, and then in the next matchup. Uh, we move to the Rams game as they will go to Seattle and play the Seahawks. And this one is a game where, just very briefly, uh, the Rams are 10-6, and 6, so they earned a wild card uh, berth. And then Seattle, 12-4, first in their division. They won their division, uh, got, got uh, in that way. It'll be from Lumen Field on Fox and it's at 3.40 p.m. Central time. Uh, Ranks for both teams. Rams defensively, especially top five in all categories, all five categories uh, I've seen for uh, the ranks uh, for them. So really good defense, kind of an interesting uh, dynamic, them going against Russell Wilson. Uh, So we'll see who outduels the other there. And then everywhere else for the ranks, kind of, all over the place i mean you have some categories where the the teams are top 10 and then some others where they're in the teens as far as that goes so uh that is how that is and then seattle opened a five-point favorite they're now a three and a half point favorite so mark uh give your brief thoughts there and then we'll move to predictions
1: Yeah, so when Seattle has a ball, there it's going to be a strength versus strength in this game. So they have the, the Rams, like you were saying, Adam, they're ranking pretty much in the top in all the major categories for defense, and they've played Russell Wilson really good the two times that they played him this year. Um, they have a couple guys like Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd who can really get to the quarterback. And their defensive coordinator is really good at mixing up blitzes and Um, throwing opposing quarterbacks off their game as far as um, getting getting into the pocket and kind of disrupting their rhythm. And another matchup to look out for, Jan Ramsey on DK Metcalf. He's done a pretty good job this year. And just kind of reading around different things about the Seahawks, a lot of teams have actually started to play their safeties further back to stop the Seahawks from throwing over their heads, which the Seahawks were doing a lot at the beginning of the year as far as throwing the ball deep. So that'll be something to look out for. And um, as far as the Seahawks, they're going to want to get Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf involved. They've actually both went over 1,000 yards this year, so Russell Wilson has some good options there. The Rams have actually sacked Russell Wilson 11 times between the two times they played. This year, so the Seahawks are going to try to obviously improve on that. Chris Carson hasn't been too bad this year when he's been in the in the lineup. He's just been in and out with injuries. So if he can get some some running game established, that'll help out Russell Wilson for sure. And then when the Rams have the ball, it's still kind of up in the air as far as like the reporters what they're saying. If if McVeigh is going to start Goff or john wolford the advantage for goff starting would just be the familiarity he's had way more experience with this offense and he can still make some plays and um has a good rapport with cooper cup and robert woods and a lot of people are still saying though john wolford while he's kind of a journeyman he does have a an extra factor in there that he's more of a speed quarterback so he can get he can pick up their downs and stuff when when other parts of the play break down. So either way, Seahawks will have a challenge on defense. You would think they probably would have Jamal Adams play tomorrow. He had a shoulder shoulder injury, I believe, last week. He's their best defensive player. He's all over the field for him in the secondary, and he's actually had nine sacks this year. So that would be a big loss if he doesn't play. Um, Seahawks have been really good on run defense this year. So look out for people like Bobby Wagner and Carlos Dunlap uh, as far as making plays in the run game. And then for Los Angeles, they're going to probably focus on getting Cooper Cup and Robert Woods the ball a lot. They had some injuries to their running backs over the last few weeks. They really did not run the ball at all last week against Arizona. So they're going to have to do better with that because a lot of their offense is actually predicated on play action. And that will, you know, make Seattle respect the play action if they can run the ball. So my prediction for the game, I'm going to say Seahawks twenty-four, Rams twenty-one. I think it'll be relatively low scoring at first, and then maybe pick up towards the end of the game. I just trust Russell Wilson in a close game versus Goff or or uh, Wolford as far as making the making the key plays to win the game. So that's why I think Seahawks will win. And then I believe for the bowl prediction, I think Cooper Cup is going to catch at least 10 passes. He has had a couple of big games against the Seahawks in his career. And I think whoever's the quarterback is going to make sure they get him the ball a lot. So, what are you thinking?
0: Yeah, I think uh, you made a lot of good points there, as you uh, always do uh, for my podcast and everything when I have you on. Uh, so, I just think that Seattle is gonna get it done. I think that it'll be a game, uh, potentially 27 to 17 uh, ball game or 27 to 13 ball game. I think it will be close uh, for the first initial stages, but I think that Russell Wilson is just gonna be too much for the Rams uh, to handle. And uh, I think that they'll be able to get it done. I mean, both teams know each other very well. Uh, They're division rivals, uh, so they, Pretty much have no secrets as far as they they know what each team likes to do, what they tend to do. Uh, so it'd be more of a question of who can out execute the other. They played each other twice uh, in the season, uh, so this will be another matchup in the playoffs, and uh, we'll see if we can get the better of the other. Uh, but I think for a bold prediction, I just think it. I'm gonna go a little bit different as far as if. Jared Goff plays, I think this will be a game where it's within a possession difference between the teams. But I think if Jared Goff can't play and it is Wolford at quarterback, uh, Wolford could could uh, show out uh, as far as that goes. Mark, you mentioned he does have uh, some some running capabilities uh, in addition to the, the, the other things he can do. But I just think that, uh, with all due respect to him, I think if he plays, it'll just be too much of a adjustment period. He's been kind of thrown it thrown into things uh, this past week with their last game of the season, and then just kind of a little bit, um, a lot of moving parts as far as is Jared Goff going to play? If not, whatever. I know that you have to be prepared for anything as a as a player in the NFL. Uh, but I, I just think that if if Wolford plays, I, I just think that. Uh, Seattle should be able to get off to a good start and be able to hold that so either way I still see uh, the Seahawks winning the game and then the last game that I want to cover for this edition of my podcast and then we will coming up after this edition we'll be recording another edition for the Sunday's game so be paying attention for that that too in addition to this episode Uh, but without further ado the Buccaneers and the Redskins so This game will be at 7.15 p.m. Central Time on NBC. And just to give you listeners a rundown of quick overview for the game, the Buccaneers are 11-5, second in their division, and the Washington football team is 7-9, first in their division. So they finished first in the NFC East. Uh, All teams were under five hundred in that division. And then the Buccaneers get a wild card berth into the playoffs as they finish second, with the Saints finishing first in that division. So this one is one where I think the headline uh, going into it, uh, it'll be broadcasted on NBC, uh, and Tampa Bay open and state a eight point favorite. Uh, but I just think that the headline for me is Tom Brady versus a really good. Washington football team defense. So we'll see what happens there. Tom Brady is obviously, when he's done playing football, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So he's seen a lot of things. He's pretty much seen it all. But Washington's defense has played really good this season, led by most notably Chase Young, Montez Sweat, in addition to others. Uh, So we'll see if they can give them fits. I think Washington's best chance of winning this game is slowing the game down, although they have a struggling offense. Potentially, hopefully, if Antonio Gibson's able to play in this one, they can maybe run him a lot. Uh, J.D. McKissick's another running back that they have in addition to others. So potentially slowing the game down and playing the the ball uh, clock management game uh, with chewing the clock uh, and keeping Tom Brady on the sidelines as much as possible. But the fear is Tom Brady and company are – on point and they get up by a couple scores and then the Washington football team struggling offense can't really do anything. So we'll see what happens or we'll see if they wake up and they're able to do stuff. We'll it, it'll kind of uh, all come down tomorrow. Uh, but I think my prediction, I think that I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. I think Washington has more of a shot than what a lot of people are giving them credit for to win this one. But I just think that there's too much, with the Buccaneers, I think that they'll win, um, 24 to 14, I'll say for a score, 24 to 10, uh, anywhere around there. And I think a bold prediction, I'm going to go, he's been showing it lately, uh, for Tampa Bay Antonio Brown. I think he will have at least a hundred yards. I'm going to go a hundred yards, potentially a touchdown. And, uh, he's, if you look at his last games heading into the playoffs, he's getting really hot at the right time and playing really good football. Uh, and he and Tom Brady obviously have a good chemistry with from their New England days and now with Tampa Bay. So I think uh, Antonio Brown uh, will show out uh, in the playoff stage uh, and, and have a pretty big uh, game. Al- although they do also have pretty good other uh, talents offensively too. But I, I just think AB will uh, have a good day. So Mark, briefly, uh, we only have... About five more minutes left uh, before we have to wrap up this episode of my podcast, but give your thoughts and your prediction.
1: Yeah, so like you were saying earlier, it'll be really interesting to see the Buccaneers offense versus the Redskins defense. Washington's best hope in this game is to to get pressure on Tom Brady. They do actually have a really good pass defense and secondary as well, and they're really good at forcing turnovers. So they're going to need to get that done if they want to keep the Buccaneers from racking up a lot of points. Buccaneers have one of the best receiving cores in the league with Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, and then Mike Evans. We'll have to see if Mike Evans plays. Something important to know for the Bucks: they've actually been really good at preventing sacks this year. So they're going to have to stop Montez Sweat and Chase Young for the Redskins. And then when Washington has the ball, they're going to hopefully get Antonio Gibson going. Tampa has a really good rush defense, so I think that's going to be difficult. As far as a passing game, look for Logan Thomas, their tight end, and then also Terry McLaurin. He's pretty good at catching deep passes, and then they really like to use JD McKissick on third downs and dumping the ball off to him and letting him make plays. Buccaneers have a good front seven all over the place as far as Jason Pierre Paul, Shaq Barrett, and Dominican um, Sue. So the. Redskins' O-line is going to have to protect pretty well. I'm going to say for a prediction, Tampa Bay 24, Washington 17. I think that they'll hold Brady in check for a while, and they'll probably get some late touchdowns. And uh, I don't think Washington's going to be able to score more than 20 points unless they get, like, a defensive touchdown or something. So that's why I say Buccaneers 24, Washington 17. And bull prediction, I'm going to say Alex Smith will have a really low amount of yards passing, like maybe 125, 150 yards at most. So that's what I get.
0: Yeah, I think it was a good breakdown uh, of the game and kind of giving your thoughts there. But – that about do it though for another edition of Big Age Sports Show. Uh, I thank you for listening to this episode. On my previous episodes, if you missed any of them, you can go back in the archives and listen to them if you want. Uh, and then all my future episodes. Uh, the best way to get a hold of it is to subscribe. It's available anywhere near your podcast. Otherwise, you can continue to keep tracking it down the way you have been doing it. And actually, coming up right after this, uh, Mark and I will be recording a another podcast for Sunday's action uh, for the second day of Super Wildcard Weekend. So be paying attention for that episode additionally, too. And then all my other uh, content that I have uh, hitting a wide variety of sports topics uh, for Big A Sports Show uh, coming up in the future. So stay tuned for that. Have a great rest of your weekend, and I hope that you've enjoyed another episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Menhandle. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.